Live and welcome in from the cheap seats of K Street with a loud sellout crowd of three tonight. We have myself, Dalton, and his one-eyed cat, Hops. Hey, <laughs> Welcome in, episode six of Wash. What is shaking, everybody? Welcome back, welcome back. Hopefully uh, my voice sounds all right. Just had four days of uh, no water and sleeping on a futon in San Diego, so get a little horse over here. It's Calabritos for breakfast. Voice sounds good. You look like shit. <laughs> <laughs> Something's never changed, huh? Yeah. Good sunbathing <laughs> at 6 a.m. Oh, yeah. All right. But, uh, hey, happy opening day. We're, uh, we're recording this on, on Wednesday night. Uh, Thursday morning is opening day. Definitely an exciting day for every baseball fan, every team. You know, it's a, it's a fresh start for every team, whether you were World Series winner last year or you were in the damn cellar. I mean, it's a fresh start. Everyone has the playoff aspirations. You know, every fan is just excited. So, I think it's always a year where uh, after the long spring training, the long lull of that, I think what's finally like, oh, these games actually finally matter. You know, I know we already had two in Japan, and Ichiro did his thing with going over five. But hey, uh, watch after the week, Ichiro. <laughs> Early shout out, watch Ichiro. Shout out, watch Ichiro. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's finally back to to real baseball, and I know we're both excited. I'm very excited. Yeah, opening day is great for all. All the fans from all the different teams, uh, everyone's in playoff contention. The first month of the MLB season really is just really interesting to watch because there's so much buzz. Everyone thinks they still got a chance. Even the Giants fans probably, you know, the first week if they win the series, they'll be like, oh, we're in this thing. Yeah. You know, that's what I love about baseball. Like you said, long spring, long, unfortunate free agency, which two of the biggest names in the game are still not on teams, Keiko and Kimbrell. But who needs them? Who needs them? <laughs> yeah, they're just going to, you know, hang out with us in the bleachers. There we go. <laughs> But uh, no, really excited. Um, so definitely wanted to jump in tonight to some predictions that we have and, and just kind of talk a little baseball tonight for this episode. So Yeah, we're going to be super unique. I mean, no one ever does this. We're going to do some predictions ever. here. Yeah, we're the first. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Washed watch audience, you're getting here first. Yeah, we, we want to give our, our predictions over here. We're going to just kind of go uh, American League first and just kind of go division by division and just kind of give, give our predictions, but also just rattle a little bit about the teams that also aren't going to win, but, you know, some that might be some surprise teams, whether that means they're doing better than expected or maybe falling off a little bit. So uh, I'm going to start off here in the American League, and we're going to start off here in our backyard with the American League West. Um, I mean, for me, it's still the Astros division. I, I, I have the Astros winning. I think that they, they might have the most talented line, lineup and rotation maybe in baseball still. They are staffed from top to bottom. They have multiple... Cy Young and MVP candidates when you, when we we'll talk about that later for sure but they just say they have so much talent and uh, and they're still young um, you know um, especially after last year which might have been a little bit of a disappointment in the playoffs uh, getting knocked off by the Red Sox um, but yeah the Astros are still my team in the West how about you John I definitely agree I think the Astros are still the favorite um, I, you know they had such a deep lineup and a great rotation. Uh, we they they added Michael Brantley into that lineup. Uh, they lost, you know, obviously they're missing out on Marvin Gonzalez, but just to implement Michael Brantley, <coughs> a guy that can hit for power and average in the middle of that lineup. Garrett Cole's a year more into the system. Yeah. Uh, Verlander's just the fountain of youth. He's just getting stronger and stronger. They added Wade Miley, and and they got some guys healthy now with McHugh and, and Peacock, and it's it's going to be interesting for sure. I think seeing Gurriel playing every day is going to be an interesting thing for Astros fans and. 
former Western Carolina Catamount, Tyler White. Shout out. Shout out Tyler White, getting his uh, opportunity to play every single day. Uh, so that young nucleus is definitely intact with the implementation of, of Michael Brantley. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, man. But uh, for me, I think another team that could really make some noise is the Angels and the, and the Athletics. I think they're both going to be right on the heels of, of, the, uh, of the Astros. I think it's going to be really interesting all year uh, to see who's going to win that race. Uh, but definitely the Astros are, are my favorite in that, in that division as well. Yeah, and I like you bringing up the Angels and uh, going very proper with uh, the athletics there. Hey. Yeah, there you go. It's almost like I'm reading it off a page. Big capital A. But <laughs> <laughs> big capital A guy. But I, I, the, the Angels are interesting to me. I mean, they gave all the money to, to Mike Trout, which is obviously deservedly so. Yeah, worth we, every penny. We talked about, you know, when, when Bryce Harper signed, when Machado signed, we're all for the stars getting their money, you know, and obviously um, with – Harper going to the Phillies right away. The speculation was Trout's going to be be a future Philly in twenty twenty. Could be a free agent. He could be a free agent. Right. The Angels had to get it done now. I mean, uh, Trout talked a lot about he he never wanted to leave and uh, and look, it's his words. You got to believe him. But I also I also think that the front office had to get it done now. I mean, uh, after all the disappointment that they've had with not getting him to the playoffs, like if if they then lost him in free agency. Ooh, I mean, it would have been pitchforks in wherever they play now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anaheim, Los Angeles, Angels of Anaheim, <laughs> Coronado Beach. I don't know where they are. Well, yeah, but uh, the Orange Coast Angels. The, <laughs> yeah. the OC. Sounds like a travel ball. Sounds like a terrible reality <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I still don't believe in them. I, I, I hate to be that guy. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I loved watching Otani last year, whether it was him pitching, hitting. Unfortunately, I think the, the, the Tommy John still came back and raked at the plate. It was amazing. Right. Um, you know, he he probably won't be active, I, I wouldn't say, maybe for the first month of the season. And I still think he's going to be great. But I don't trust the pitching staff. No, I don't trust the pitching staff at all. Uh, you know, the left-hander, uh, Andrew Heaney's got left elbow inflammation, which is never a good sign this early in the spring. Uh, he threw a bullpen earlier in the week, but he's expected to start on the DL, which usually means he's going to be getting opinions on that elbow. Uh, and he's their best guy. They did add Harvey and Cahill, who are two proven MLB guys, but they're definitely not enough to compete with the Astros' great staff, and another staff we'll get to here in a minute. Um, and Stratton, they just acquired, and they, and they got Cody Allen as their closer, which is definitely you know a solid closer. He had a really good couple years with the Indians. Um, but that lineup got better. They got Justin Bohr, uh, went, went up to healthy. They got Luke Croy, uh, Cozart, Traub. They got Justin Bohr as well, like I, I, I mentioned. Simmons. I mean, they, they got some firepower, but... I just don't trust them either. I trust the A's a lot more um, than the Angels. So. See, the, the, those are two teams where it's going to be an interesting race between them, most likely for the top, for the top, kind of going for that second spot in the West as, as a possible wild card yeah, team. Definitely, it's honestly it's two teams that I, that I actually don't trust at all that much. I the, yeah. the A's are going to be really interesting to me because look, they were the surprise team in baseball last year. I like some additions that they made. I like um, getting Profar. He's a versatile guy that can do a lot of things. He's former top prospect that kind of disappointed for a while, has had his injury history. Finally kind of broke through last year. But, but again, he can kind of play everywhere, which is that kind of age brand of baseball. But, but again, you, you look at their pitching staff, and you have, you have Fires, Estrada, Brett Anderson, Montaz. you got 
Aaron Brooks in there as a fifth guy. Daniel Megden as well. I mean, he's not starting with them, no. but, but, but he's got that, that again. You can throw in. They have all the depth. And, and, and Mania is going to be coming off that shoulder injury. They, they didn't initially think he was going to pitch it all this year, but reports are showing that he might be in around the All-Star. Yeah. Well, what worries me about them is, is will, will they start off too slow and have to play too much catch-up? Because I, I think that they honestly have uh, a top-ten lineup in baseball. Um, you know, and and adding guys that can that can either be bench guys or spot starters like a Mark Hanna who who can hit bombs off the bench and still start here and there. Um, they just added Kendris Morales about an hour ago. Um, that's an interesting one with some more power, but their pitching staff worries me. Where look, I mean, I, I think that their best pitcher is a is a twenty one year old named Jesus Lazardo, and it looked like they might have actually started him on the big league club. Right before the living spring training, he he gets a rotator cuff uh, strain. Um, again, another guy that he could join the the, the team mid mid season or or it sounds like obviously like before because he he's about a four to six week kind of guy. But you're gonna get you're gonna get a lot of guys, Manaya, a Lazardo, possibly an AJ Puck, another really good young guy. You brought up Mengden, but it could it be? Maybe they they're in that kind of third place and they're trying to climb up too late, or do you think that they're still going to improve from last year? I don't think they're going to improve from last year. At the best, they'll get right around where they were. I mean, they have they had some unbelievable you know mojo working for them down the stretch yeah. and getting into that wild card game with the A's. Um, they really really had a lot of things, got a lot of walk off wins. <coughs> they showed a lot of fight as a ball club, but I just don't, I, I don't see them doing the same thing again. I think the Angels have a better chance with 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 their pitching. I I know that sounds weird to say out loud because the Angels' pitching isn't particularly great either, but they have more solidified roles with less injuries right now. Yeah, I, I mean I agree because yeah they're less injured. Maybe Matt Harvey keeps kind of finding his form. He was an interesting guy last year. Yeah, he got better as the year went yeah. on with the Reds. He had some really good starts against the the Dodgers and, and some bigger lineups down the stretch. He showed his velo was back. Um, obviously, New York is a really tough place to play, especially when things aren't going your way. Um, so maybe a fresh start would help for him. And you know, he's always liked the big stage coming up. So I mean, yeah. or you know, L.A. playing with Mike Trout—that's a pretty big stage. So see who he's got. Yeah, I mean, I, I, th- I think we both think that it's a th- uh, probably a three-headed race. Yeah. Of, uh, I mean, a clear number one with the Astros, two two teams that can try to uh, vie for a wild card spot, but another team that. Interest me in that uh, division actually is the Mariners. Um, they have some pieces. They're two and zero right now. They are they got two, two games up on the A's. Yeah, I mean it can only they get worse. Them. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but, but I, I like them though. I, I really like Mitch Haniger. Um, Cal Poly. Yeah, I I really like him. Yeah, he's uh, I think uh, San Jose midi guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's got the power. He he kind of can do a little bit of everything also, um, but. A guy that I thought I think could actually be a rookie of the year candidate, this guy, uh, Yasui Kikuchi, who is, he's a... Um, Left-hander, yeah, right? Yeah, a lefty Japanese guy, um, you know, kind of funky motion, really hides the ball really well. Um, he, he pitched well um, against the A's out there, and so I, I don't know, I, I don't think that they're going to be a contender, but they can be a fighter. Definitely. Definitely. That division is going to be one of the more competitive races for that wild card spot uh, in all of baseball for sure. I definitely like uh, Kikuchi for sure. He's got a good breaking ball. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely in the mid-90s at times and, and hides the ball well. Very deceptive with his tempo. Um, I love D. Gordon. I love that he's versatile. Can play outfield, can play infield. Uh, can bunt. Definitely a guy that can set the table 
for Hanniger and Bruce and Encarnacion. Another young guy that I really like for the Mariners is Domingo Santana. Yeah. A guy that's got a lot of pop and he's projected, you know, by a lot of fantasy baseball guys and a lot of analytics stuff. He's he's projected to hit around 22 home runs, which would be a nice splash for the Mariners. And um, I really like uh, really like that. And, you know, they, they, they also acquired Hunter Strickland. That's who I was going to ask you about because, honestly... He's got two saves already. It, and if you if you watch him, if you're up at 2.35 in the morning, as one is, he... <laughs> he looks really good. Yeah, he looked good. He looked really he good. He looked really good. And I mean, he, his problem in SF was never that he didn't look good. It was just his baggage. The, well, yeah, I mean, he had the stuff. He obviously uh, you know, had a bad problem of punching walls. It's yeah. never good. Oh, doors, my bad. And Bryce Harper. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he was... Uh, he had some... I mean, I mean, attitude issues. He had some mental issues. He had some mental lapses. I mean, yeah. that's the best way I can put it. Um, in the off season, though, he actually worked on that, you know, and which is really cool to hear. Yeah, and he was he was very open about it. That uh, I believe he had um, a mental coach or something like that that he, that he spoke with every week and was very open about. And he's someone that can pump up the upper nineties. He's someone that has um, a hard breaking slider. And, and and when he's not just trying to rear back and be like, all right, I'm going to throw a freaking 100 by you and big chest to you and, and just throw it down the middle. Look, you're in the majors. It's not going to work every time. But but if he can rely more on that on that slider and, and, and then back it up with, with, a, with a high fastball, he can be a guy. Honestly, he can be a guy. Like it's, So I think um, if we do see the Giants in the cellar and, and you see the Mariners maybe pushing for, for a wild card spot and him shutting down the, at the end – can be a little frustrating. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, so the the uh, the American League West will be interesting. I think we both think that uh, it's still the Astros' um, division to win. Um, but the next one is another kind of interesting one, especially with with injuries with a team that many would think would be at the top. And uh, so we're gonna move to the AL Central. And um, I mean, are are the Indians still? Do you think that they're still the team to to beat, or is there somebody else for you, John? I, th- I think they're the team to beat, but I do think the surprise team this year in that division is going to be the Minnesota Twins. Is that I th- your pick? I think that's going to be my pick. And you know what? I, I hate to do this already, but I'm going to agree with you. Again. All right. But because I, 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 great minds think alike. I, I like the Twins, though. You know, and uh, we talked a little bit about kind of playing catch up uh, that the A's are going to have to do. And you know, the Indians are still they're still really talented with a really talented rotation. Obviously, with Kluber and Bauer and Carrasco and these guys. But they have a lot of injuries right now, and the latest one was Francisco Lindor, who's a superstar who can, who can win. When someone, when a team is down, when when a team is injured, if you have a Lindor, he can pick you up. But you lose someone like that with all the other injuries. And he's got a, he's got two different leg injuries. He's got a he's got <coughs> a left ankle sprain and a right calf strain. So both of it's his not legs, good. it's not great. <laughs> and then Kipnis is is hurt again, a right calf strain as well. He's going to miss the first week of the he season. Can't stay and, yeah, he can never stay healthy. And, and Lindor's not going to be back until you know later in April. So they're going to be without two of their bigger names. Uh, definitely still think that Jose Ramirez is one of the best players in baseball. He yeah. proved that last year. So he's going to do what he does. And their pitching's very, very strong. So they're going to be in a lot of ball games. And, and Brad Hand's going to get a really good chance to, to have a full season with them and, and shut the games down. But the Twins is definitely my pick. And. I, I really, really love Max Kepler, who's going to lead off for them and play right field. Left-hander, he can hit for power, he can hit for average. Young guy. Uh, Jose Barreos for their opening day starter. A great mix. Of He's a sleeper Cy Young guy. He's a yeah, sleeper Cy Young guy. Yeah, very, very, very competitive. Cy Young guy, like you said. Filthy. 
Filthy got a great circle changeup, which is really rare in today's game where a lot of guys are spinning the baseball, a lot of breaking balls. Yeah. Um, he has a great deceptive changeup, and he does have a good breaking ball as well to keep guys honest, but changes speeds really well and, and definitely gets after it. So, uh, And they also added Nelson Cruz, and they added Marwa Gonzalez, um, and Jonathan Shoup. They signed to a deal, so they, they have a really deep lineup. So that's going to be uh, the, both of our picks, and, and what do you think about the Twins, man? I really like them. Um, you know, it, it's interesting because maybe if these – uh, injuries to the Indians weren't happening, we'd be like, oh, the Twins could be a fighter. Maybe they're a second-place guy. Maybe they're a wild-card team. But it, but they're also a team that I think that can take advantage of the injuries right now. And they, if, especially if they get off to a hot start. I love the Marlon Gonzalez signing. It was a cheap signing. Three for 22? I think, yeah, I think it was 21 or 22, something like that. And so many other teams could use a player like him. <coughs> Giant! Yes. <coughs> oh, sorry. Are you good? No, not good. <laughs> I couldn't tell. <laughs> Put a little more salt in that one. Oh, baby. But, yeah, he's a guy that can play all of the field. He has power. He can hit for average. Yeah. He can do a little bit of everything. You know, he's just <clears throat> he's, he's a really good player. It's as simple as that. And also for me, uh, he this player is someone that can either break my heart or lift me up, and it's Byron Buxton. I, I've been on the Byron Buxton train for a long time. You know, um, the year before last, it started to look like, oh, he's he's really going to be the star that, that we thought that he, he could be. And then last year, he, he, he hit about 100. I, I, I didn't know what it was. I didn't even want to look at what it was. I, you know, I want to keep my, keep my food down for now. It was not good. And, and no. I mean, he's still one of the best athletes in the game, though. And he's still so young. Um, he's still a gold glove caliber center fielder. If that guy can hit... 250 to, to 270. That's a win for the Twins. Uh, it, it's, he, he's honestly, if, if he can hit above 270, he's one of the best players in baseball. Yeah. Because if, if he gets on base, he can still freaking, he can, he can make his, he's a guy that will create his own run. You know what I mean? Those guys have to get on base first, which has always been someone like a Billy Hamilton's issue. But if Byron Buxton can get on base, he can create his own run. He's just a highlight reel in center field. I love to watch him. He's one of my probably most top five most entertaining guys in baseball. So that seems really interesting. Um, the one guy, though, for the Indians that I do hope is good is, is hey, shout-out to our Washed Athletes, Hanley Ramirez. <laughs> he's pushing, he, could, he could be their DH this year, so and, I, and, I, and I love it. I, he's, he was always a, a, fun, a fun player to watch. You know, the big leg kick guy, get after it, really came on the scene as a young guy, and now he's kind of, kind of a washed guy. So, you know, if he kind of has a little bit of a comeback in him, I think that would be fun to watch. But um, I think in that in that uh, division though it's really just a two a two headed monster. The, I agree. Yeah, uh, the White Sox were a team if if they got a Machado, which people thought just because they got some of his friends and John <laughs> and John Jay and John Alonzo didn't work out. But if they got someone like him, then yes, they they could have been uh, maybe a wild card team because they have a lot of young guys. Um, we're going to talk later about Eloy Jimenez. Love that, he, that he's up with the, uh, the big league club. Um, you know, Mancana's another guy that has all the talent in the world, but can be really frustrating because, again, he, he could hit 220 and strike out 18 times a game. But a lot of talent on that team. Still, I would say it's, it's going to be most likely a, a two-header race in that division, though. Yeah, I agree as well. Yeah, so... I'm gonna move on now to the uh, to the AL East, which is um, that could that, instead of a two hitter monster that that looks like it could probably be a three hitter monster again with the Yankees, the Red Sox, 
the Rays, obviously the Red Sox won the World Series last year. Um, the Yankees hit 2 billion home runs. They could probably make it 3 billion this year. So who, who's your pick there, though, for the AL East? I'm I'm gonna go Red Sox. I'm gonna, gonna Red Sox. Yeah, I'm gonna okay. go Red Sox. We did. We Which is weird that I had a Red Sox. I won the World Series. They won the World last Series. Year. What are you freaking doing? <laughs> I know. No, I uh, you know, we can't agree on everything, so we're two for three. But um, another Red Sox. I I love their young young athletic lineup. I love Benintendi, Bads, Devers. They got J D Martinez. Hopefully he's healthy. I mean, Bogarts is fantastic. I love Eduardo Nunez, Jackie Bradley Jr. is the highlight reel in center field. Um, and Dustin Pedroia kind of, kind of being a ploach at this point in his career, and, and I mean that in the best way possible, just just he is a Boston Red Sox, and he's very yeah. gritty, and I think he just brings so much to that team. And then obviously what Evaldi was able to do, and they got him back um, early in the offseason, Purcello, Price, Sale, and Eduardo Rodriguez. Matt Barnes will now be the closer with, with Kimbrell's departure, um, until, unless Kimbrell signs with them again, which probably won't happen. Um, so I, I just really like that team. I think the Yankees are going to be a great team too, and it's really a coin flip for me. I think both teams got better. I don't. I don't think in any way, shape, or form it's a hundred percent Red Sox. But if I had to choose today, just based on their pitching health, I'm going to go Red Sox. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be, go a little bit different. I'm, I am going to go with, with the Yankees. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I really like them this year. Um, obviously, you have the, you have the one-two punch of the Stanton Judge. Um, I think Gary Sanchez, you know, I, I think things got about as, as bad as they could last year for him at the plate. As far as average-wise, if, if he even, you know, gets a little bit closer to the mean at all, he could have another huge season. Uh, the power's obviously there. But I really want to see how Tulewitzki does. He, he's someone who, look, he, he looks healthy in spring training. I mean, obviously every year that's the issue is the health. And he... And he he felt like he'd be a Yankee at one point in his career. It's about six years too late. He, you know, he, he was always been a Yankees fan. He, he looked up to Derek Jeter. Um, so I really want to see how, how he does in that stadium. You know, um, I think he's, um, yeah, I, I think he's really going to be coming for it this year. It's, it's going to be a health thing. I, again, you know, but, but while Didi's out, I really want, I really kind of hope, honestly, just stepping back and um, kind of put a little fan hat on. I hope Tulowitzki does well for them, though. I do, too, and I think it's very probable that he'll do well, man. I mean, he's going to get a, a crap ton of pitches to hit. Yeah. I mean, there's so many, there's so much depth in that lineup with, obviously, Judge, Stan, Gary Sanchez is always a big, big threat, and Duhar, Volt, and, and, and Bird, like, and Voight and Bird, excuse me, I said Volt, Voight. Um, you got Fred Flintstone. Yeah, Voight. yabba dabba. But uh, and in Glaber Torres, I mean, Tulowitzki's going to get pitches to hit. You can't really pitch yeah. around, uh, you know, Judge and Stanton. Yeah, but Tulowitzki's going to have a lot of guys on base and opportunities to drive guys in. You know, if he's healthy, I think he's going to definitely <coughs> fill that position really nicely while Gregorius is out. Yeah, uh, and you know, I mean, it, it doesn't hurt that uh, that while Aaron Hicks is out for a little bit, you can still have a throw. Put just put Gardner in center. Have have Judge and, and Stanton in the corners. Now you've got either Bird or Voight. Um, I'd flip it off at uh, DH in first base. Yeah. So I think that's uh, they are missing um, with Didi and, and Hicks for a little bit. So they're, they're definitely missing those guys. I mean, they're big bats, but they're the Yankees, and they, and they have the luxury of putting in a Tulowitzki, um, a Voight who came on the scene last year wearing one button and just hitting bombs, and Bird who, when he stays healthy and can find consistent at bats, 
he, in that sandbox of a ballpark, he can have bombs. Definitely. The only thing I think the Yankees are missing, besides Gardner, with, with those other two guys injured right now, is a little bit of a speed element. A little bit of a station to station. Ah, different rip. I know. Jesus. I know. Yeah. Launch <laughs> angle. 30, <laughs> 39 degrees. 39 degrees. <laughs> but no, I, that's the only thing I, I... The only weakness I'm seeing is, is the health and... And the speed that Gregorius, sorry, um, the switch hitting ability and just the speed a little bit. So other than that, I think, you know, the Yankees definitely are going to be in it to the last game. I, the thing I love the most about the NL East is the fact that it always comes down to the last couple series, the last couple games in the last few years. They've been in it every single pitch down the stretch. So it's it'll be pretty fun. Yeah, the AL East, again, is going to be stacked. We have the two, the two teams up top, obviously, with the Yankees and Red Sox. But then you have the freaking the Rays are going to claw again. They're going to they're going to claw. They're going they obviously have this the reigning Cy Young uh, winner in Blake Snell, but um, they have an interesting lineup too. I mean, I I really like Austin Meadows um, in the trade with uh, the Chris Archer trade with the Pirates last year. He's a young guy who um, had disappointed for a little bit when he when he got his first taste of the bigs, but he's he has a lot of talent. Um, and then they're just the Rays. They they find ways to win. They're they're gonna throw out three different openers and do this and that. And they and they, they you know they might have a pop up and they hit the top of the stadium and this different crap. But they're always in it to win it. It's it's ridiculous with them. But they're gonna be there. They're gonna be there. They're gonna claw. They're gonna fight. They're gonna be very analytical, matchup friendly. They're gonna do whatever it takes because in that big division you have to find creative ways to win. If you don't have three, four, five guys that can hit twenty five plus home runs in your lineup, so. Kudos to their organization. I think it's pretty interesting. It's refreshing. Um, I think they, they're, they're going definitely all in on the opener for their three and five slots for their starting rotation. It worked last year in small sample sizes. I'm really curious to see this year for 162 games if it'll work. Yeah. I mean, they played with it a lot in the middle to the end last year as guys went down and they just kind of tried to switch things up. But uh, definitely like like that idea. And Snell's one of the best pitchers in the game, so... And the addition of Morton, that's a really tough top two. To yeah, start I, really like, I really like adding Morton. Yeah. Um, you know, look, the, the Yankees and Red Sox, they, they, got the, they got the bags, they got, they got the money, they got the power, they got the flair. Like, the the Rays are just that kind of like that, that dumpster cat that's crawling out and just barely meowing, but, 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 but they're still S- always still around. They're, yeah. they're going to be there, you know, and... They they could easily somehow win the division. They could they could be a wild card team, um, but they're gonna be there. But honestly, besides that, it's it's pretty much a, a three a three team division. You know, you, you got the Orioles might win thirty games. <laughs> you know, it's gonna be a rough in Baltimore again. The the Blue Jays um, and, and, until they get Vlad Guerrero Jr. up, which uh, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Again, that they're just. It's just the, that kind of just middle-of-the-pack guys, you know. It's a, it's a lot of these, oh, we got Freddie Galvis here. We we got Justin Smoke, which, sure, he, he can go off and hit 40 bombs. He yeah. might hit 190 while doing it. But a lot of just kind of random guys. I love Stroman, and I know that, that you're a fan too. Um, and he honestly, he, he can get on a roll and, and be a Cy Young candidate. But I just don't think that there's enough there to to compete no definitely not i think marcus is a, is a great great pitcher i love his personality he plays with a lot of flair he plays hard yeah he balls and i love his tempo the way he changes his uh delivery his timing kind of like what cueto's doing for the giants and what he was the doing hitter I hate. yeah exactly uh, but the guy i'm really excited about for the blue jays is randall gritchick obviously in, in st louis he had his issues with injuries and, and kind of being in a crowded out, uh, outfield 
But just to see him hit the ball out of the ballpark is pretty nice. A big physical guy that's fast. He had about, I believe he had 23 or 24 home runs last year. So I'm really interested to see, you know, in a, in a smaller market, you know, what he can do full time. But yeah, that that's just a, a side piece for that that division. It's definitely going to be a, a two-headed monster with the potential dumpster cat with the race. Oh, yeah. yeah. The cat can always be there. It's always there. It's, it's crawling. That's right. Um, yeah, that, that does it for, for the American League for us. It's... Um, you know, it, it's obviously going to have your your Astros, your Yankees, your Red Sox, but again, there's there's the uh, the intriguing guys where the, the A's fought last year, the Rays fought last year, the Angels can can come through. Who knows if, if a Mariners team kind kind of fights their way, you know? So I th- I think there's the um, the big names for sure with with the the Yankees, the Red Sox, and the Astros. I, I think those are the three big names there. But then we kind of had our surprise twins. We had our hey the the Indians still have the rotation, so there's some fun teams to watch in the American League. the The National League is honestly the one that really intrigues me because there's some divisions that that I think have three to four, um, like man races there. They they have some huge three headed monsters, four headed, put it on a shoulder there. So it's gonna be really interesting. We're gonna start off with the, with the NL West. And John, who who you start off with with the NL West? For the NL West, I have a little bit of a surprise pick on who's going to win it. I, I believe the Colorado Rockies Curple. are going to be curveball. I definitely think that the Rockies are going to be a team that are going to surprise a lot of people. And I and I I know it's crazy with with the Dodgers and everything, but I really feel that Bud Black is doing an outstanding job in in Colorado. And I just think what they're doing with the addition of Daniel Murphy, putting Daniel Murphy at first base already with a great lineup. With you know they're they're starting nine, you know. Tomorrow will probably be, you know, Blackman, Murphy, Arnado, Story, Dahl, Desmond, McCann, McCannon, and Ionetta. I mean, that's a fantastic lineup. Kyle Freeland, uh, literally a homegrown product. I mean, he's born around the Denver area. Great story. He's got great stuff. John Gray could be a number one on any given night. You know, obviously his his health and his consistency in the strike zone has definitely given him fits. Um, and German Marquez, great stuff last year. Very underrated. He pitched really well in course field too, which was kind of unheard of for pitchers to throw well. But what I think they're doing is just getting the you know, Bud Blacks being a former pitcher, just like, hey man, if you guys throw strikes, we're gonna put runs up. And I really think that they they kind of embodied that during during their wild card run last year and, and winning that game, you know, in Wrigley Field last year was a huge thing for their club. And I just think they're gonna parlay that into a, a really big twenty nineteen. Yeah, I do agree that you know that that playoff run, the wild card, um, it's something that they could obviously feed off of because they were a bit of a surprise team. You know, they they had a, a Freeland, um, they had some pitchers that really stepped up for a team that's just known as hitting bombs in you know in Coors Field and and everyone talks about that. But you know, they they have the star with with Arnado, who's another guy that. Got paid and deservedly so this this offseason. Six gold gloves in six years. I mean, he, he's yeah, unbelievable he's, at third base. One of the best. He could be one of the best to ever do it at third base when it's all said and done. Hell, pending. Completely agree, and I, and, I, and I think that third base is one of the deepest positions in the game right now. And he's he's atop the throne. You, you you really can't argue there. MVP candidate. Yeah, but uh, I'm still sticking with the Dodgers, though. So okay. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm gonna stay. Can't really balk it. I'm gonna stay in Southern California. I'm gonna stay with the Dodgers. Um, uh, you know, they're going to miss Kershaw at the beginning of the year. It, it does worry me. I think that his health should worry them because uh, it, it's starting to show up more and more with um, either his back or a bicep. or 
anything now. So, I mean, I think that's a concern, but they're one of those clubs that's lucky enough to have such a deep staff, and they've done that the last few years, where at any time they can go seven deep with the staff. I think that they made some bad decisions with some trades um, this offseason. I think that... I think that losing Puig was 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 a, a big deal, you know, and, and I think certain fans and and uh, think well we had to move on, you know, and he was a distraction and this and that. I like Puig. I, I like what he brings to the game, and, and maybe being here in the Bay that that's that's a a red flag for me to say that, but but I, I like Puig. I, I you know there there's times when sure watching him can be frustrating, but he brings entertainment. I think he's going to be a stud on the Reds, which is another team that we'll get to that I think can be. Uh, an up and comer this year that made some big moves, um, but but you know someone that's coming back from injury is Corey Seager, who who I think when he's when he's healthy can be one of the best shortstops in the game. I'm really excited about about Corey Seager. Obviously, you know not not the biggest Dodger fan in the world, <laughs> but I, I really love the way Corey Seager plays the game. And it was really too bad that he got hurt early last year. Uh, Max Muncy's another guy that I'm really excited to see for a full season. Yeah. Got a lot of pop, can play a lot of different places, which is fun. Jock Peterson going to be in the leadoff spot for him. Love the threat of having a guy at the top of the lineup that can leave the yard on the first pitch of the game. I agree with that. I, I still wish Jock had maybe, yeah. you know, not just a, let me, let me break my back and swing straight up. On, I think on he hit for swing. a better average last year than he ever did, though. And, and I, think, yeah. I think at times last year he really started to hit for <laughs> average as opposed to trying to hit home runs. But I just love the way he attacks the baseball. Yeah. I think they have a lot of guys that can be – Sleeper award guys. Um, I'll I'll get into that later for sure. But MVP was I, I think they have sleeper guys with Justin Turner. Uh, um, if if Seager stays healthy, uh, Bellinger. I I love Bellinger. You know, and I kind of just talked about how Jock Peterson kind of dips in ribs. And sure, in a sense, Bellinger does that too. But he's a guy that can play center field, right field, left field, first base, hit for pop. He can steal bases for you. He's this this long guy that just. Has that those really twitchy wrists and I I love watching him play, um, so I think that it's still the Dodgers, um, the Rockies um, I think are gonna be right there. Um, I I like the pick a lot, but the team that I want to talk about though with you is the Padres. Um, are they gonna are they gonna be able to after getting Machado? Are they gonna be able to be a team that's in the race? Yeah, I think they're gonna be a team very similar to what we talked about earlier in the show about the Rays or an Angels ball club, where they're going to be kind of in the mix, at least till the All-Star break. They're gonna be, there's a lot of buzz right now in San Diego, which is really cool, um, because San Diego is obviously one of the most beautiful cities in the country. It is, they call it a small market team, but it's not a small market. It is a huge market. It is one of the best cities in the country. Yeah. Um, having Machado, Hosmer, Kinsler, you know, Will Myers, Fernando Tatis Jr. made it to the big league roster on opening day. Manuel Margot. Uh, they got a lot of fun guys in their offense. And, you know, Joey Lucchese, Lauer, some of these guys, they, they threw the ball really well last year. And I, I think the Padres have one of the best bullpens in Major League Baseball. And they proved that last year. Uh, they have some, Kirby Yates is, is phenomenal. And he had a 2.06 ERA last year. And he, and he was just fantastic. And I, I just really think that the Padres are going to be competitive. Now, do I think they're going to make the playoffs? No. But... They're gonna definitely make it interesting, and if they make the playoffs, I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna stand here and and say that that's crazy. Like with their lineup, it doesn't sound crazy, but I think, like we said on the first couple episodes of Watch, when we really get into free agency, I think this is a year where they build momentum, but they're still competitive, 
And I think next year and the next couple of years to come, they're really going to take a leap in the NL West. If they make it or not, I think what's most important is, number one, they're doing things the right way. Yeah. And number two, they're going to be a lot of fun. They're doing, they're doing things the right way because, one, they went out and, and they got them a shot of. They, they were, they're not just sitting back. You know, look, they were, kind of, they were in the cellar for a while, but they were also growing this great farm system. But while growing a great farm system, you need to go out and get a superstar like that. It, it doesn't mean just like, okay, well, we have this great farm system. Like, we're going to just keep like, being a middle-of-the-pack team and like, see what we have with these guys. Yeah, you hope that, that these minor leaguers and these prospects turn out to be great. But with that, you go get a Machado. You go get a Harper. You do these things. And, and I love that they went out and got Machado. My biggest thing, though, is that I love that they are starting with Fernando Tatis Jr. as their opening day shortstop. I think that's awesome for they're tra- they're, yeah, it's, it's good for baseball. It's good for they're, baseball. They're trying to have the best 25 men on the opening day roster. And look, a lot of opening day rosters don't look too far into it. Boo Powell was the A center fielder on opening day last year. No, it, it, the opening day rosters aren't the final day rosters. Josh Ostich was on the Giants last year, and this and that. And yeah, like people are mad that Connor Joe and Michael Reed or whoever these guys are on the Giants are on the opening day rosters. There's going to be all the movement in the world. But the Padres are trying to have the best 25 men on the roster. They're going to have an infield that has a Machado, Tatis Jr., either Kinsler or Urias, which is another really young, exciting guy. Eric Hosmer can just pick it. You know, like so, uh, and and I like that you can have a young infield and have a reliable first baseman like that. Yeah, they have a very athletic catcher in Austin Hedges. Offensively, he's a, <sighs> he's been a liability in the past, but obviously they're probably going to try and address that right now uh, in the off season and uh, going into opening day. Uh, but he's great behind the play. He's got a rocket arm, and I, I love Hunter Renfro off the bench as a fourth outfielder. I mean, that dude rakes. Yeah. He absolutely rakes. Uh, great pinch hit option and, and a platoon outfielder. So, uh, you know, it seems like every team in the NL West. Got better, except for one team. D-backs? <laughs> <laughs> what team was that, John? Uh, that would be our San Francisco Giants. And, uh, you know, we're going to pivot to that. Um, not to, you know, take the air out of the sale completely, but definitely something we need to talk about. I think every team in the NL West, including the D-backs, got better. And the Giants, unfortunately, for different reasons, they took a step backwards. Uh, obviously, they missed out on the Harper sweepstakes, and, you know, some guys are, you know, McCutcheon's gone, and, and a few guys are gone. Um, you know, we're, we're going to have a, a a tough time kind of understanding it all uh, with, you know, Connor Joe and, and Michael Reed and, and all these guys, but the core infield catcher pitching staff is going to be good, but the outfield, they're going to really struggle, and, and I think they're really going to struggle with with putting runs up on the board, and, and we've seen that in the, in the short preseason that we've had, uh, playing the A's in that, in that three-game set. They had a really tough time. They scored four runs in, in three nights, and, and I think that's really tough, and and just just health is going to be an issue. It's going to be great to see Steven Duggar play every single day, um, and it's going to be great to see their pitching staff get after it with those young arms of, of D-Rod and, and seeing you know, Bumgarner in a full season. So there's going to be some bright spots for like hardcore fans that – you know, hopefully Posey stays healthy, stuff like that. But like we talked about earlier in the season, like if, if they don't, I mean, they're not going to be competitive. But when this time happens, there, there's going to be a lot of familiar faces leaving San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, right now, my best guess is that they're going to pull Jackie Moon and be going for fourth place. Yeah. You know, it's going to be the race for the fourth. 
Uh, shout out for mentioning tropic tropics, but <laughs> let's go tropics. Yeah. <laughs> but they're one of the most interesting teams in baseball, which sounds dumb and it might sound homerish, but I wanted to try to kind of uh, explain why. Because look, um, yes, we we talked about having a Connor Joe on the opening day roster, a Michael Reed, um, all these different guys that fans don't really know, um, having uh, a corner outfield that, that can maybe be Harada Para and um, a Reed or a, or a Joe or or a um, young Gervis Solarte possibly. Though they, the, um, the core pieces, the, the belt, the, the Crawford, the Panic, all these guys, the Posey, the Bumgarner, they could, you know, they're getting older. They can either keep regressing or they are solid bounce-back candidates. Will Evan Longoria be as bad as he was last year, um, even though he led the team in home runs with 16? But he also had, like, an on-base percentage of, I think, below 300 and had the most uh, errors in his career. I would assume that he, he could possibly be better. It, it's going to be his, his second go-around in the National League. It was, it was an adjustment period for sure. Joe Panic, he's a, he's in great shape. He did have a um a, a really good spring. Um, he was being pushed because there were a lot of trade rumors with him. There were a lot of we're we're going to uh, platoon you. A lot of these things. He could be a bounce back candidate. He's someone that that, that could be better. Buster Posey, hip surgery. You he possibly could be have a full healthy season. He still, no matter what, is one of the best catchers in the league if he hits five home runs or if he hits 15 home runs. Brandon Belt, if he stays healthy, he should be a 20 home run guy. No matter if Brandon Crawford hits 250 or not, he's still one of the best defensive shortstops in the game. So look, I'm not trying to sound biased. I'm not trying to sound like a homer, even though I just did. But they are an interesting team because of all those reasons. Um, my best guess, are they going to be a contender? Probably not. Are they, are they going to be in the top two or three of the division, which, which uh, who's top three in, in the division is pretty damn good? Probably not. They will on Thursday. Yeah. They'll be tied for first place <laughs> they, on Thursday. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but there, there are interesting things to, to, to watch there, I would, I would think. I really want to see a full season of Steven Duggar. I, I, I was a big fan of him in the minors. I, um, you know, I'm, obviously, I'm a prospect guy. Right about the minors for NBC Sports Bay Area. Really, uh, you know, He had his health concerns. Obviously, he had kind of a freak injury last year. But he's someone who can be a gold glove center fielder. You know, he's someone who can really get after on the, on the base paths. He's someone who I think is just going to get better as a hitter. You know, um, so... What like what are your reasons? Obviously, you are a, you're a Giants fan. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there there's frustrations, and and, and that's understandable. That just like the majority. But what are your reasons for optimism uh, this year? I mean, I'm, I'm gonna echo a lot of what you said. I mean, obviously, the that core five guys that you talked about: the infield, uh, the catcher, and you know Bumgarner being your number one. I mean, that that's a great on paper. That's that's, that's there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. If if the injury's pending, that's a competitive. Five, six guys right there. The only issue that I have, really, is just the corner outfield positions. The Mac Williamson experiment, and he got hit again last night in the right elbow. He's not on the big league roster to start the season. Yet another injury-plagued 
start to his season. Unfortunate, you know, big physical guy. Uh, you know, Connor Joe, we just don't know anything about him. Um, you know, obviously he's going to get a, a lot of chance to freaking play because nobody's healthy and they don't have a lot of depth. Cameron may have been gone. Uh, Gerardo Parra is going to start. He, he looked pretty good. He took some good at bats in the last few nights when I've been watching. He's, gonna be, he's a solid veteran. Yeah, he's yeah. going to give you. A, he's going to bat two seventy five, two eighty. He's going to have a lot of base hits and a couple doubles here and there, and play a solid left field, right field, whatever you want him to do. He's going to be fine. I'm very excited about their pitching. I really am. I, th- I think they're going to be very competitive on the mound. Uh, hearing Derek Holland talk in an in-between innings uh, interview with uh, NBC Sports' his colleague, you know, a- Amy G. He, I mean, he's, he's, they're all in on being competitive. And I love that the mindset of the team is, is optimistic. And, and, and he even you know, alluded to it in, in his interview saying, you know, everyone's written us off. Everyone's already crowning the Dodgers. Like, not the, that's not the vibe in our clubhouse. Like, we're fighting for our manager. You know, I, I, lo- I love that. And I've always loved that about the Giants is that they are very rooted and they're very, you know, the energy is always like we're going to win. And, and even in the rebuild years, they, they're competitive in the sense of they're in a lot of games. So if Longoria takes another step forward in the NL, if Posey, Bell, Panic, all those guys play better with their, their injuries, they're going to be competitive. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. But the frustration for me really just stems from the outfield depth um, and just the lack of offensive firepower. I know AT&T Park is not a power hitter's dream, but I think just <coughs> playing station to station baseball, getting on base in general was a really big issue for them last year. Just getting on base, just even just like drawing walks and, and getting and, and causing pressure on the uh, opposing defense by hitting hard balls on the ground in the gaps. Like they, they really didn't hit the ball hard. So I think this year the optimism is everyone's healthy on opening day. Uh, except for Mac Williamson, which we kind of already thought that might have been an issue going into yeah. the season. Everyone's healthy on the mound, including Bumgarner, besides Cueto, but we knew that going into the year. Samarja had a healthy spring, threw the ball really well in his start last night, and he's thrown the ball. He's shown that he can go six innings already um, in the early spring. He's going to compete, and I, I'm just curious what Drew, Drew Pomerantz is going to do coming off a really rough year last year with the Red Sox. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm going to just kick back to your corner outfielder's position. And I think that that's the main... It's the worst corner outfielder in Major League Baseball. I think it's the main... We talked about Well, this. it's the main frustration for any Giants fan because, look, you just missed on Bryce Harper. And now, you're, now your corner outfielders are, are going to be, like I said, a combination of, of Para... Connor Joe, Michael Reed, Young Griffith, Salarte, which I actually like the. I like the Salarte like signing. That was the best signing they had. I, I like the the signing for sure. Yes. Um, I I think this roster is not um not complete. Where 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 what I mean is they're not going to go out and get um a Harper or or, or you know a, another big name. They're not going to trade for another big name. I don't I don't I don't see that happening at all. Um. Even if they are like competing in the early going run, I don't see them going to get a big guy. But um, there's guys that, that were either with the club a little bit last year uh, that are down in AAA that, that I'm really interested in. You know, um, Who are a few of those guys? Look, Chris Shaw was disappointing last year where he was, you know, you, we all saw his home run at Coors Field that went about 600 feet. You know, and sure, it's Coors Field or whatnot, but the ball was absolutely tanked. But then he struck out about every other at bat, or maybe every at bat in general, besides that home run. You know, he kind of did the same thing in the spring, where he had an absolute tank the the spring. I mean, and it just it had a different sound at the bat. But then it was a strikeout, strikeout, hit two fourteen in the spring. But I really do want to see him get consistent at bats. 
Um, in AAA, it's you know he's at kind of at a crossroads where this is his third time in AAA, but he has the kind of power that can actually play at what is now Oracle Park, you know. And so you have someone like him. You have Tyler Beatty, who was the the biggest story in spring training outside of Joey. He threw the ball really well. Yeah, look, he really he, well. he went back to who he used to be. He, you know, he after he was drafted, they tried to turn him into this sinker guy and everything and. And look, he'll admit it. He got in his head a little bit, and, and, and that's how it is for anybody—a pitcher, a hitter, anything. When you come up, you have a little bit of disappointment, and you're trying to figure things out. You know, you're trying to change your um, how you are on the mound. You're trying to change your windup. You're trying to change your different repertoire. You're going up and down from minors and AAA, so it's gonna be frustrating. So, um. I kind of wish that he was in the bigs right now, where maybe because it could be a confidence thing. But I think he, number one, he understands it. If you have minor league options right now on this team, Farhan Zayed is going to use them. You're going to start start in the minors. But I really want to see how he keeps progressing as a starting pitcher. He kind of got downgraded to a bullpen arm last year, but he was awesome in the spring. Don't look at the stats. I think it was like a six five year or something like that. Doesn't matter. No, it's spring training. The, the balls really are flying well. through the ball really yeah, well. He did. He's hitting 98 easily. Power breaker. Really want to see how he does. Me too. <coughs> so, for those reasons, the Giants could either be a fourth or fourth or fifth place team, or they could be, hey, look, they still have this core. They're competing, you know, so... Third, fourth area is the, is it, the peak. That's like that's the top. I, I, w- I would agree. So, it's, it's, there's going to be things to, to watch. There's going to be a lot of roster shuffling, I would assume, but... Look, I, 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 I think we both agree that it's a Dodgers, our Rockies, and then that young, exciting Padres team that's really going to kind of steal the show yeah. in the West this year. Yeah. So we're, we're going to move on from the West. We're going to look at the, um, the NL Central, which I think is a really, really good um, division this year. Um, could be some surprises with, you know, the Brewers were kind of a surprise team last year. They had that really good offense again. You know, Yelich as the MVP. He's a guy that I always loved his, loved his swing, and now he's turning into a power guy. But, you know, and then there's the Cubs are kind of now an underdog, even though they can be a 91 team. Who, who is your team in the, in the, uh, in the Central? In the NL Central, my, my favorite team this year is going to be the, Car- uh, the Cardinals, uh, St. Louis Cardinals. I, I really like what they did this offseason, obviously with the additions of, of Goldschmidt, Andrew Miller, uh, you know they're doing a lot of great things, and and that's a team that that wins, and that and that's an organization that is either competing for the World Series or they're in the playoffs every year. They're like the Spurs of baseball for the longest time. They don't do it flashy, but they do it well, and they do it year in and year out. They go out and get an MVP candidate, the best first baseman in the game of baseball, in my opinion. Paul Goldschmidt could be the MVP this year, which we'll get to a little bit later. But, I mean, just that lineup of Matt Carpenter, Paul Goldschmidt, <coughs> Paul DeYoung being a power-hitting shortstop, Marcelo Suna is going to have a huge year, Yachty Molina working with the pitching staff is uh, one of the best catchers in the game still, Dexter Fowler, Colton Wong, Harrison Bader was a really interesting guy last year, very athletic outfielder. They're going to play move over to center. They're going to put Fowler in right. I like Nicholas Flaherty. Uh, Dakota Hudson's a, an interesting young pitcher. Wayne Wright's going to be their five. Michael Walker's going to be their four. So a lot of veteran presence in that clubhouse. And Andrew Miller and Jordan Hicks is your, your setup and closer guys. I think that's phenomenal. Two of the, the most shut down guys in the game. You know, Andrew Miller with that slider and Jordan Hicks getting up to 104. 
Yeah. Uh, just being very, very explosive off the mound. So that that's my favorite team. Obviously, the Cubs are going to be uh, another team that everyone's talking about. Uh, I love the Brewers lineup. I really like what they what they're doing. I love their flexibility with you know Kane and Arcia, a lot of a lot of like kind of uh, fill the stat sheets kind of guys that can do a little bit of everything. You got a lot of power hitters. Uh, they're pitching solid. Uh, I like what they're doing. I love their energy down the stretch. But I think the biggest team to watch this year is going to be the Cubs because Joe Madden. You hear a lot of rumors coming out of their camp. What's going on with them? This is them? last year the contract. Year of the contract. I doubt he'll get renewed. A lot of these guys, a huge year for Baez and Rizzo and, and those guys, Schwarber, that whole guy, a group of guys that came up together. Um, I think the Cardinals win this, but I think most of the spotlight will be on the Cubs for all the pressure that's going to be on them this year, all the eyes that are going to be on them this year. Yeah, my, my pick is the Cardinals too. I just, <clears throat> excuse me, I keep coughing over here. My throat's getting... I know, we're allergic to really bad off-seasons in the Bay Area. <laughs> <laughs> I I I also just I love the the Goldsmith thing and, and yeah. But the the biggest head scratcher for me is look if if the if the D backs were um, you know if they're trying to kind of rebuild and but if their thinking was okay we have to get into this rebuild because we can't afford a Paul Goldsmith you couldn't have given him a hundred thirty million dollars which again it's a, it sounds like a lot of money, but but he could have easily made double in the grand scheme of things. Easily, it, he's you know he's over his thirties and everything. Um, so so I get that he's not going to get the the Harper Machado money, but one hundred thirty million dollars is is a good deal for Paul Goldschmidt, and he just seems like the quintessential Cardinal. And, and again, to me, Mike Harpenter, another kind of quintessential Cardinal. You, you talk about they're always kind of in it. You know, they're they're always. Gonna be right around uh, either a contender or a fighter or something, but I think that this year the Goldsmith edition is huge. Um, it worries me that maybe Mikolas um, kind of regressed a little bit, but again, he's I really like him. I like Flaherty a lot. If you if you have four or five with with Walker and Wainwright, that's really good. The big thing is, you know, it wasn't even I don't, I don't feel like it was even talked about that much that they added Andrew Miller. You have a back end in the bullpen now with Miller. Hicks that are just throwing absolute fuzz and and, and and just yeah I mean they have they have guys that can um, that can really get after it for sure um, so I like them a lot so to me they're going to be a, a, a big contender uh, maybe more of a low key contender but a big contender but I'm going to kind of piggyback to you where the Cubs are going to be really interesting where uh, because they're the Cubs and they're Wrigley Field they they are a spotlight team they're a Sunday night baseball team all that stuff for sure. But like the Cowboys in football. They're always on the prime time. Yeah, you know. Yeah. If they don't make the playoffs, though, there's going to be some interesting shakeup. You know, it could really be Madden's last year. If you Darvish kind of fails to produce again, it can be really interesting. They already put down Ian Happ down to the minors. Um, the guy that I want to watch now, because I think he's going to get everyday at-bats, is Albert Amaro Jr. I think he's someone, now that he can get regular at-bats, uh, like I was saying, he's someone that can be at the top of the lineup. He's really good defensively. So he's kind of my guy to watch on the Cubs that's a little bit lesser known. So really want to watch them this year because, they again, they could be a real contender. They can be a division winner. Or if things don't go great, uh, a lot of turmoil can start to really turn there as well. Definitely. And I think uh, Javier Baez had a phenomenal year last year. And I think this year is going to be a, a huge year for him and Chris Bryant as well. Obviously two proven guys, but guys that are really going to be relied on to, to really carry this team. 
Uh, Rizzo's already kind of shown that in the World Series run. But Bryant and Baez are really going to need to step up and, and just continue this production. Uh, Bryant's going to need to stay healthy. And, um, you know, they just extended Hendricks to a, an extension. Um, I, I love the way he throws the baseball. You Darvish coming off an injury. I mean, their, their rotation on paper is very, very good. And their bullpen, you have know, Morrow stays healthy. Pedro Strope and McCarl Albert Jr. is getting more mature. Chatwood. I mean, they, they have they have dudes. I mean, they've always had talent. It's just how is this uh, energy with Madden going to go this year, it being his last year and a, and a lot of stuff like that. But, you know, hopefully they can get it going. But another team in the Central that you know, really quickly, uh, you know, the, the, the Reds are definitely a team that I really want to pay attention to this year, like you were talking about. we got Puig, Kemp added in. They have Joey Votto. Uh, they they added Sonny Gray and Tanner Roark to their to the rotation. Uh, Alex Wood as well. So there's a lot of big names in Cincinnati right now uh, with an already good lineup. With Scooter Jeanette, who unfortunately just got hurt, uh, Eugenio Suarez leaves the yard quite a bit. So that's a lineup that's definitely going to make things interesting. Uh, along with the Padres, I don't think they're going to you know they're going to make noise, but I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, the the Central, I think there was another kind of could be a four team race, but. The real, I think, division that has what everyone is kind of really interested in, really seeing that could be a four-team race, a little bit of a four-headed monster, especially with all the additions and a big sub- subtraction to one team, but in addition to another team in there, is the NL East. We have, you know, you have the Phillies, the Nationals, the Mets did a lot of things this year. The Braves were the up-and-coming team last year. Um, that's going to be an absolute dogfight. Um, obviously, all the spotlight will be on Harper. Um, especially the first time that he faces the Nationals. Um, just kind of that reception that he's going to get in D.C. There's probably going to be some big boo birds. Um, the, the reception that he gets in Philadelphia the first time is going to be really cool to watch for sure. So um, for you, though, who's, I mean, is, the, is it the Phillies because of Adam Harper? Or, or who do you... Who do you have going for it though with the uh, with the NL East? Initially, I was gonna go. Initially, I was gonna go Phillies, but I, I really think you know I, th- I think we're both gonna you know echo each other on this. I, th- I think the Nationals just have a better full roster. Yeah, I, I really do. I think initially going going into this conversation, I was gonna say Phillies all the way, but I think even with Harper leaving, I think that the Nationals you know they still have a great outfield. They got you know Victor Robles, Soto, Adam Eaton, great outfield. You got Rendon, you got Trey Turner, Dozier, Zimmerman, uh, you got Jan Gomes behind the dish, and then you have probably the best three, top three in a rotation in Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin, arguably in the game of baseball. And I and I you know do a little at the end of the game, uh, Trevor Rosenthal, Barraclaw, they got him from the Marlins. I mean that is that is a nasty team right there. Um, I I definitely think that this is going to be a huge year for Rendon and Turner to kind of rise to the occasion and kind of be the, the superstars of that team. Obviously, Soto's going to be a, a star, but he kind of already kind of seems like he's got that, that energy to him. He kind of knows the drill. But Turner and Rendon have always been more team-first kind of guys, and I think they're really going to have to step into that role. Yeah, the, the Nationals, uh, we, talked about the, we talked about this a little bit when we did our, kind of our, our Harper signing podcast. There was no other team in baseball that was built to lose a star like Harper than the Nationals. Sure, does it, does it hurt to lose him, especially to another team in the division? Not going to be easy. It's not an easy pill to swallow. It's going to be a tough one for sure. But that team is just deep. And, you know, uh, we just talked about Arnado and the, and the depth of third base. Um, 
Rendon is not getting the kind of credit that, that, that I think he deserves. I think that he that he's uh, a star. Um, it might not be uh, on his baseball reference page as far as looking for all-star appearances and things like that. But the guy's a stud. He, he's, when, when he's healthy, he's a great hitter. Um, I love Trey Turner. Obviously, you know, steals are kind of going away in baseball. It's, it's that dip and rip launch angle. But he can do, he can do both. He, he's someone that can swipe 50 bags for you. can still hit 20 bombs for you. Love him. They have the young outfield uh, mixed in with, with a veteran. And obviously the, the three guys in there at the top of the rotation with um, Scherzer, with Strasburg, with Corbin. The Corbin, Corbin signing was a great signing. I really like that. So I think, I think watching the Nationals and the Phillies this year has been a lot of fun. Uh, I, I think it can turn into a real rivalry in baseball. Um, I think someone like Harper and his personality will only add to that. Um, you know, for you, is are the Phillies kind of the next team there, though? Uh, I mean, a lot of guys, right, when when Harper signed with them, it was, oh, they're, they're going to win the, win the division. But we're both still kind of on the national side. But are the Phillies going to be right there? Yes. I, I think they're offensively, they're going to put runs up. I mean, going through their, just their depth chart real quick, you know, McCutcheon, uh, Herrera, Bryce Harper's their outfield. they got Reese Hoskins, local guy, Saxton Hornet. Uh, you got Hernandez at second, Gene Segura, Mikhail Franco and JT Realmuto uh, behind the dish, and you know Nola Arietta Pavetta is their top three. And then they got Vince Velasquez as well. So I mean they definitely have the depth to compete and, and win a division. It's anybody's division, but I just think the Nationals have better pitching, and we all know that you know obviously you know even with the Yankees breaking the record last year, you know pitching and defense wins the championships, and, and I, I really think that the Nationals throw the ball better. But, I mean, with, with McCutcheon, Herrera, Harper, all those guys I just listed, they're, they're going to be able to put runs up in a hurry. And Philly, Philly fans are, are, are going to be so excited, and they're, they're very ruthless fans. So it's going to be a great environment for Phillies. Um, but I really think that the Nationals are, are going to take the prize. Yeah, I agree. Um, obviously, we, we both agree with who's going to win it. I, I do think that, obviously, Harper, Harper was the story with the Phillies. I think that the JT Riamuto trade might, is one of, might have been – one of the top five best moves in the whole offseason. He's arguably the best catcher in the league. He's going from trying to hit Miami, which is just, I mean, no one wants to try to hit there. It's just absolutely huge. To playing in Philadelphia, the guy's going to hit some absolute dingers for sure. And he's a great defensive catcher. But I want to kind of move on to the Braves real quick because they were someone who was kind of the, the fun, up-and-coming young team. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. in, in second year could be a, a legitimate MVP candidate. They obviously have the um, the Freddie Freemans and the, the Marcakis, who's a, just a great veteran. Um, they brought back Brian McCann. Uh, I actually really like that move just, just as a veteran guy. Uh, but then you added Josh Donaldson, you know, and, and what could a healthy Josh Donaldson do for a team like that? Bring some rain. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's it's going gonna, gonna to rain pour down, down there in, in, in Georgia for sure. Um, really want to see what, how he's going to be healthy. Um, you hear him talk, the dude's clearly confident. I mean, I love it. He's got a, you know, just a smidge of confidence. Just, um, a, just a touch. You know, so. Just a skosh. But wouldn't they be a team that you would love to see add a Keiko or a Kimbrough? Yes, and I think they still can do both. Both guys are on the street right now. I mean, obviously that'd be really expensive, but if you add that into their bullpen and in their rotation, then they're right back in it because right now their rotation is is good. I like they're young. I really like it. I really, I I really like Tehran. I really like 
Kyle Wright's, you know, he, he's a former first round pick. Uh, Max Free, they, they've always former former first round picks. Uh, Gossman, he, he'll he'll be back soon. Fulton Awich, he could be a, a he's silent candidate. Out. He's like, you know, like yeah, he. I mean, great stuff. So they they have a lot of really really fun young arms. Um, but the only veteran, uh, not to cut you off, but the only veteran uh-huh. they really have in, in their rotation is Taheran. And he's been injury-plagued, and he's not really a guy that I see leading the staff. I think Keiko winning a World Series, Kimbrell also winning a World Series, getting that in, implemented into that young team, I think that's only going to benefit them. Yeah. And there's a good chance. I mean, you heard reports of, of both guys kind of talking to them, but I don't. nothing has really happened, and both yeah. those guys are going to start the season, uh, you know, not with a job. I think the bigger one for me would be adding Kimbrell. I I, yeah. I like Heiko, don't, don't get me wrong. And, yeah. and obviously it's absurd he's not on the team right now. Um, I, I, Fit-wise, I'd rather see Heiko go to the Padres and Kimbrell go to the Braves where he's all, where he's already been. He's already had success, uh, success there. A lot of fans there for sure. Um, but he's a guy where they, they have the young rotation and, and it would be great to add a veteran. Don't get me wrong, for sure. But to add someone like Kimbrell at the back of it to really kind of shut it down, then they can be, you know, they could they could really compete, and and they're going to compete. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um. But this is a full. I mean, the Marlins. Sure. Okay. Moving on. This is a four team race, which is going to be, it's going it's going to be a dogfight. Um. And and I think our fourth team is which kind of sounds weird because they've been such a um, uh. A frustrating organization is the is the best I can say is the Mets though. Um, you know they they brought Cano. Uh, I really I love Brandon Nimmo. Um, one of number number one one of the nicest guys in baseball. Number two, he's really talented. They're bringing up their top prospect, Pete Alonso. Um, so you know again, trying dude, to right? Yeah, very I mean, physical body. Oh, very physical. Huge, you know, drops. Yeah, just drops drops the head on the ball and yeah. and, and gets the ball in the ballpark. Had a really interesting spring. Yeah, you know, he, 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 it's another team that, you know, if you look at what they're doing with, with Alonzo, they are trying to, you know, they, they didn't bring him up last year in September, which which I don't agree with. I, I think that the when guys deserve it, they should come up, and he deserved it last year. But at least on opening day this year, they are trying to, what looks like, have the best 25 guys on the team. And then you have the rotation, obviously. You have DeGrom, Syndergaard, Wheeler, Matt. That top four, you know, you just talked about the, the Nationals' top three, well, that top four might be the the best top four rotation wise in baseball. Yeah, top four. Yeah, I think I think there's a little bit more of a drop off with the Nationals. I think Matt's is a is a good left hander and Vargas as well. They're going to compete in the four or five at the end of a series or whenever you you, you time that out. Um, also, another I like the versatility. You know, obviously now with them having Diaz at the end of the game, well, of course, it's really going to shorten the game down, down uh, with with those top three four starters and then having Diaz at the end of the game. That's going to be really tough for. For opposing teams, and then the, you know they got Keon Broxton from the Brewers. You know they, they got Cano implemented in that lineup. They got Jed Lowry, and uh, you know, and having Lowry and Cano up the middle, just having a veteran presence in that lineup is is really going to be huge for them. But it's interesting to see like how long Lowry's out because he's you know he's getting getting up there. He's still a great hitter. Yeah. Um. You know, even for kind of kind of getting up there in the, in the mid mid to later thirties. Um, he's out for he's out now, um, just like Todd Frazier is. But both and Cespedes, yeah. But I mean, I mean Cespedes, yeah. That that's that's tough. That's really um, tough. But um, he'll be out for a while again. But but Lowry and Frazier are two veteran guys. So again, you add those to the lineup too. Um, so they're 
they, they're, they're going for it, which I really like. Again, we, we, we want to see teams put the best products on the field. Um, if I had to guess, they're probably going to be, be the odd man out just because of the Mets, and that's not fair to say, but they're the Mets. <laughs> it yeah. kind of just happens that way. Yeah. Um, but th- th- this, this, to me, might be the best division in baseball. Uh, you, you include the Marlins, which might be the, one of the worst teams in baseball, but when you have those four teams, it might be the best division of baseball. Yeah, it's going to be the one that I'm paying the most attention to this year out, out of outside of the NL West. Just, yeah. You know. Yeah, so I mean, they actually, I mean, to me, they have World Series contenders, and it's going to be to, to see one of those teams not make the playoffs um, is going to be tough because, again, you, you, you want to always have the best teams out there, and you, one of these guys aren't going to make it for sure, you know, and there's four teams that. Can't make it that deserve to make it, and that kind of brings me to the wild cards, you know. And, and I've the wild card, the wild card game to me is number one, not a playoff game. It's a play in game to the playoffs. I want to get my rant out real quick, but I do really like having the two wild card teams. It's fun. The the play in game is fun. There's no doubt about it. It's, it's a cool incentive for fans. Um, you know, teams go for it. It makes teams try to be more buyers, more the deadline. But uh, for you though, who, who are you kind of? Two teams in the American League that that can kind of claw their way in there as wild cards. Uh, for me, right now, if I had to pick, it'd be Yankees Angels. Yankees Angels. Okay, I mean that's not bad at all. I mean, if we can get a Yankees versus Trout matchup in the playoffs, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be mad about that at all for sure. What about you? For me, I mean, since I have the Yankees winning the the division, I'm going Red Sox. I mean, um, I think that they're going to have a little bit of a of a setback. Um, you know, just that kind of. World Series lull, um, and I, and their bullpen worries me. The back end of the rotation worries me a little bit. Um, seeing how health wise, how Evaldi is going to be after that heavy load in, in the um, in the postseason last year, a little bit of a question mark to me. But they have the offense, which is just awesome. They have one of the best offenses in baseball. Obviously, bets. Uh, I'm a big Ben Attendee fan. I have, I have them, and then I have the Indians. And and, and you know we we talked about it. they're going to play catch up. Great rotation though, so that that could be an interesting offense first first uh, versus pitching matchup right there. So um, the wild card game is always fun. Um, those are our two uh, our two teams, which are a little bit different, which we don't have to always agree. <laughs> so I, I actually like that. Switch it up a little bit, but going over to the NL, who, who are you two, two two guys for the uh, for the National League? I'm gonna go Dodgers and Phillies. Dodgers Phillies. Because I have the Rockies winning the West, but. The the odd man out of the NL West. And the Dodgers were they were kind of in, in in that Harper race. I mean, you know, if, if the game's in LA, then that that could be interesting too. A really big thing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and if you have a healthy Kershaw or Bueller or any of those guys versus that offense, that could be a fun matchup to watch for sure. Um, you know, I have the Dodgers winning winning the um the West, so I'm gonna go Rockies, but I have Phillies also. I I I think look we. We kind of agreed with just the, the depth of the Nationals are going to kind of jump them over the Phillies for now. Um, but, yeah, I, I think Phillies-Rockies, if we can get Phillies-Rockies at any one of those parks, which are both just hitters parks, we can get an absolute slugfest in that wildcard game, which would be fun. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. But, you know, we're not, we're not going to go break it down by, by each round of the playoffs. I just want to jump to the World Series. We've, uh, we, we've really kind of gone over every team now. But um, – Kind of winner take all. I'm um I'm gonna go with with the Bronx Bombers. I I have I have the Yankees over the Nationals. I kind of already professed my love for for, the, for this Nationals team, which which is young, but but also veteran laden as well. 
But I think that the, that the Yankees are, are going to get over to him. I think Stan's going to have an even better year than he had last year. And kind of in his second year in New York, kind of understanding the surroundings for sure. Um, I, I have Yankees over Nationals for the World Series. What about you? I got Astros over the Cardinals. Ooh, uh, the Cardinals. Yeah, I really, I, I just love what Goldschmidt does. And I think what Carpenter and all those guys we listed earlier, that lineup has, has got some firepower. They're definitely going to need to add another pitching person. Uh, pitching person. Duh, everyone's a person. <laughs> Yikes. On the air. Yikes. <laughs> but um, they're going to need that another pitching um, uh, starter to that rotation, whether it be a Keiko via free agency, or they're going to need to, you know, just kind of just groom somebody in their farm system. Yeah. But I think that offense is going to put up, put up runs and, you know, the, the Astros, I think Correa is going to be healthy. I think uh, young guys such as Tyler White and, and some, some, you know, Bregman just got paid. So uh, that, that, that team's always in it. Michael Brantley being implemented into that lineup with that great pitching rotation and great bullpen. And they're expected to win. And they were really bitter after last year's <coughs> season, you know, not getting to that final game and getting, getting to that final round for a championship. So I think they're going to have a lot to prove this year. So I think the Astros are going to come out on top, man. And Correa is going to stay healthy and, and have an MVP race type season. And uh, I, I really think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, the Astros, I mean, hands down, could easily be the best team in baseball. Again, um, you, you talk about the Cardinals a little bit, and we already did it did in the past. And you were talking about adding a pitcher, uh, someone that could be healthy again this year that's through the farm system is Anthony Reyes. And, and when he's healthy, he's absolutely electric. So... We both talked about how much we really like the Cardinals. And again, the Astros just have all the talent in the world. Um, that kind of does it for us with looking at all the different teams. We're going to do kind of a quick award season real quick now. And um, I'm going to jump into the uh, the rookies of the year real quick. And my guy for the AL, I just want to see Vlad, Vlad Guerrero Jr. Once he's healthy, once they actually bring him up, which um, should be if, – if he was healthy right now, right away – once he's up, he could be a he could literally be a top ten hitter in baseball. Once he's healthy, right away, he can be a three hundred hitter, a thirty home run guy. I don't care about his defense at third base; it's good enough. The guy, he's he's a version of his dad with with better play discipline at like nineteen, twenty years old. It's 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 stupid. It's fun to watch. So that, that's that's my guy for the American League. Uh, are you kind of leaning the same way? Yeah, I think he's just the. I think he's, he's the best. Pro, I think he's one of the best prospects in, in all long, baseball long, in a long, long time, long, and I think that's time. what the city of Toronto needs. Yeah, yeah. We we, we talk about that the Blues are kind of in that middling phase right now, you know, and and he, and he can he can be a star there. Um, it could be a lot of fun. Obviously, um, his dad played for the Expos, so so you know, kind of have that. that the Canada vibe. It would be, it would be really cool to see him star there. Um, so I just can't wait until he's healthy. It's gonna be a lot of fun to watch. And then for me, for for the National League side, um, you know, uh, we we talked about how much we like the Nationals, and I really want to see Harper's gone. Uh, I really want to see Victor Robles Jr. kind of kind of have his time to shine. Um, are you kind of in, in agreement there with, with Robles, or do you have a different guy? I have a different guy. I think Victor Robles is, is going to be in the running for it. I think yeah. it's going to come down to him or Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah, okay. Getting the chance to play every day, being a shortstop in San Diego, you know, having a real opportunity to really step into his own own player and, and, and create a name for himself, create his own brand. Obviously, <coughs> you know, he's probably not afraid of it, you know, growing up in clubhouses. And, True. You know, with his dad being such a great ball player for so many years. I I really think that you know he's going to be a great player, and I think it's going to be one of those two guys. I don't think there's going to be any curveballs here. I I think both of those guys are going to be very good from the start. Yeah, there's going to be some some fun and young players this year. Um, you know, if you you add a, a Tatis, a, a Robles, all these different guys. There's going to be some 
Fun guys to watch for sure. You add, you add an, uh, an Eloy Jimenez, who we haven't even talked about yet, who will be up with the White Sox. The guy has light, light tower power. So it'll be fun to watch a lot of these young guys this year. But moving on to kind of the, the more known names, the bigger guys. Um, I, I want to start with you for Saigon. You know, you know, you're the pitcher here. I really want to see kind of pick your brain. Who is your guys? Like your two guys, one from, one from each league, obviously. Who you think are going to just really be the stars this year? So for the AL, I think Garrett Cole's going to win the Cy Young. I like I like that pick a lot. I think sure. he's I think he's you know every year he's getting better. I think he's really really flourishing in this Astros kind of style of pitching, throwing a lot of breaking balls, a lot of elevated fastballs, but also being very efficient. He throws a lot of pitches for strikes, which I feel like in Pittsburgh he was just really raw. And I think when the Astros got him, they saw that the breaking ball was his best pitch, and he throws it a lot. He yeah. throws it a lot. All their pitchers do. They throw a lot of breaking balls. A lot of elevated fastballs. You hear a lot about it now. The tunnel, right? I talk to my guys about that a lot as well. Throwing the same tunnel as a high fastball and yeah. a breaking ball. It's coming out of the same tunnel. And when you have 97, but you also have a two-seam, a cutter, I think I think Cole is just really going to dominate the game this year. And I think you know having a guy, you know, Morton and Verlander the last few years kind of being a part of, of Cole's success and, and kind of teaching him how to be a pro, I think it's all, he's going to kind of take off now. I think he's really going to take the game by storm. Um, and in the NL, I think Scherzer is is going to win the MVP, uh, the MVP of the pitching. Um, he, might. Young. he might be the MVP. I think I think um, I think he's just a crazy competitor with with crazy stuff. And and I think that's you don't get both. I feel like when you have someone with that much of a competitive spirit and that good of stuff, I mean, sky's only the limit. So he and he's proven it year in and year out that he's just electric. So Scherzer and Cole are my two Cy Youngs. Uh, what about you? Yeah, so on the American League side, I'm going to go – we talked about this team where they're going to probably have to play catch-up because of injuries. I'm going to go with Trevor Bauer. Nice. Um, you know, I've – look, yeah, we can talk all, all we want about his whole driveline philosophy and all those different things. And, um, you know, his, all those different mechanics he has. And he has 16 different pitches and the technology. But, you know, he really, he really is damn good. And if you looked at last year, he was right there and probably could have been the favorite until he – Broke his leg uh, on a comebacker, and it kind of obviously dwindled down at the end of the year there because he had to miss time. But you know the way he goes about it, um, the way that that he's just so honed in on his craft, almost sometimes to a fault, where it's like, hey Trevor, you're 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 a person. He's a doesn't a big guy, but he I think can really. You talk about competitiveness with um, with Scherzer, and I think it's a little bit of a different kind of competitiveness than Bauer. Bowers a different cat, there's no doubt about that. It's definitely just a different cat, and we're not gonna get into that. But, uh, but he's my guy because you know he, in the off season too, uh, talking about competitiveness wise, his arbitration hearing kind of went a little bit weird with the team. I just think that he has a lot to prove to himself again. <coughs> so he's uh, excuse me, he's he's my guy for the American League. And going to the National League though, I have a little bit of a uh, of a different name for us, a little bit of a, another curveball for us. And that's, uh, that's Walker Bueller. I think, uh, you know, the Dodgers are my pick for the West. Kershaw's out to, 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 to start the season. Um, I just, I really like the way that Walker Bueller goes, goes about his game. He's not the biggest guy, but he gets after it. I think he really understands the craft of pitching. If, if you listen to him talk about it. And um, I think he's someone that, that in year two can step up and, you know, and, and might be kind of um, the hand of a torch. Kind of from, from Kershaw to Bueller. Kershaw's still, you know, he's still, when he's healthy, a top, top, top guy. Don't get me wrong. But I can kind of see kind of that passing the torch, kind of here comes Walker, you know. So 
Uh, Bueller's my guy for sure. Uh, just to real real quick on Bueller, since the day I saw him start throwing the big leagues, he reminds me so much of a cleaner mechanics Tim Lincecum. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. And I sure. mean, just like just it's small athlete, wiry, explosive, but just the way the ball comes out of his hand, very Lincecum. Yeah, but really nice. clean, just very just clean, clean, but just stuff wise, really reminds me of Tim Lincecum. So I'm really excited about him as well. Yeah, uh, you know, and those are our arms, but. Um, you know, I, th- I think we both had bats one of the MVPs, and and for me, I'm gonna start with, with the American League. You know, and um, the Astros are your, are your team to win it all, and and my guy to win the MVP is Alex Bregman. Uh, he he just got paid, um, he just signed a hundred million dollar contract, but I I love the way he plays. He's someone we've talked about in the past where, just kind of seems like that guy that just loves the game. Uh, you know, I I feel like he would. He would be there any day if he could. It would be more than 162 games if it could for him. Um, but, yeah, I know he, he gets after it. Um, it. It's a team that could have three or four different MVP candidates. Uh, but my guy is Bregman. Um, you know, you can throw in Trout or anybody else. Obviously, you can throw in Trout for every single year of his career so far. But uh, I think that Bregman's going to take that next step. And and go from he's starting to kind of become a star. I think he's going to become a superstar this year. That's my American League guy. Who's your American League guy? Same team, different guy, different side go. of the infield. I, I'm going to go Carlos Correa. Same side of the infield. Same side. That'll be. Hey, no. <laughs> I'm drunk. <laughs> no, Carlos Correa with with hopefully a healthy back. I, I love I love his athletic frame. Being a bigger shortstop, can hit the ball out of the ballpark and hit for average. Great defense. Um, has proven it time and time again. Um, the only thing that held him back last year was injuries, and and he's going to have a lot of lot of opportunities, and you know a lot of guys on base. You know with Brantley, and, and they already have a great you know offense with 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 uh, Altuve and and Bregman. So it's going to be great to watch, and and I just think Correa is just going to going to really take off and have a great comeback year and be an MVP. And then nationally, I think we we both agree with this. We both talk about how we really like what this team's doing, how they're. They're already kind of that. They've all always been winners, and they've they've added the pieces that can put them to the hump. They they added pieces that could be a World Series team for you. We both went with Paul Goldschmidt in the NL. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, is it just? I mean, is it that change of scenery? Is uh, I mean, obviously he was already great in Arizona, was an MVP candidate. But what do you think takes him to the next level of MVP status? Now he's with the Cardinals. I think the next step is just that he's going to be in the real hunt for a World Series. True. And, I, and I, think, I think he has a lot to prove, not on the stat sheet, but just I think he wants to be a part of a championship culture. And I think they already kind of had that brewing in St. Louis, but now just with Paul Goldschmidt being implemented, there's not that much pressure on him because there's so many other good baseball players around him. True. You got Carpenter. You, you got guys around that can, that can hit the ball out of the ballpark. You got really good pitching. I really think that Goldschmidt is just going to take that next step up offensively. Obviously, defensively, he's always been great. Um, and he's always been a great hitter, don't get me wrong. But I just think this year he really just takes flight. It's crazy to me how he's still underrated. I, and, you know, I, I think people do. They, they, they recognize him. They see his name. They understand, you know, he's an all-star, this and that. But, I mean, the guy, the guy's a – he'd be a 30-30 guy. And, and, and his size, that's incredible. He, he's a legitimate – Base stealing threat. He's not just a home run guy, and he's and he's a horse. I mean, so I, I really think that he's one of the best players in the game. I think um, it's gonna be a very competitive competitive division, but I think that he can really rise to the occasion. Um, 
there's going to be some competition there, though. I mean, do you have another guy that can maybe be on his heels or kind of jump even, yeah, really kind of fight him for, for that? I mean, we agreed maybe Goldsmith's our guy, but who's your, your guy right behind him, though? Nolan Arenado. Yeah. Nolan Arenado is my, is my second um, uh, MVP kind of candidate. I, I just think, you know, obviously he also just got paid, but I just love the way that he plays the game. Again, a guy that plays with a lot of passion, a lot of competitiveness, but always generated in a good direction. It's never like, you know, yeah, temper, tan, like temper, you know, he's not, I mean, yeah, he's throwing his stuff and he's very, just like, he's very intense. He's a competitor. And what, some of the coolest videos that, that I actually did during spring training, so the Rockies had like a basketball hoop outside of their facility and, and, uh, and Arenado won like a shooting competition and he's just going nuts after like winning it and like he's just... People are trying to distract him. The whole team is around him, and he just get after it. And it, and it, just, it I don't know. It, it just said a lot to me where he's having fun. He's got the basketball jersey on, messing around. But he wants to win, man. Yeah. Like and, and you know, and we talked about how the Rockies. You know, they're your NL West team. They're they're a wild card team for me. He's a legitimate superstar to me. He uh, for sure could be an MVP if the MVP comes down to a Goldsmith Arenado. I think that'd be a really really fun uh, race to watch. Um, you know, I, I think I think Harper, his first year in Philadelphia, is gonna be uh, is gonna be someone where, you know, um, if he stays healthy, he's a guy I think he's gonna hit bombs in that stadium. He, I think he's gonna be an MVP watch. Um, but yeah, there's gonna be a lot of fun races because I, I think a lot of ch- teams have kind of changed a lot this year. Yes. So it's gonna be a lot of fun um, to watch to to watch this year just because um, again a lot of, a lot of change. Uh, there's still the teams at the top that we talk about: the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Astros, the, these different kind of guys. But then you have the Cardinals, you have the Rockies. Maybe the Dodgers take a step back, or maybe a Walker Bueller steps up. So should be a lot of fun this year for sure, John. Yeah, really, really excited. Opening day is upon us. Tomorrow's opening day. Uh, hopefully, your teams get after it. And uh, yeah, really yeah, excited. Really excited for opening day. You know, uh, we don't have a designated watch athlete of the week. We already kind of gave a little shout out to our to our guy Ichiro, our guy Handler Ramirez. There, there, there's gonna be some fun older uh, older names um, that are on rosters this year. We uh, we miss you, Bartolo Colon. Hopefully, you get signed. Big sexy, big old sexy. So uh, once he's on the team, he's uh, already the designated watch athlete of the week. There's no hands down. Nobody else. We don't care what he does. But um, yeah, hey, happy opening day. Uh, really excited that the uh, baseball season is now upon us. The real games now, real score. Going to be a lot of fun races, a lot of uh, same, you know, same faces, new places this year. So open day is here. Let's, uh, let's have a good, fun season. Yeah, let's have some fun, guys. All right, stay washed. woo